Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the Lent edition. Hey, it's the Lent edition. <laughs> Far more sober and thoughtful. Wow. Ooh, no, we get wait. It. <laughs> <laughs> Not when all three of us are back. No, so hey! we're so hello. Bad. Hey, do you recognize that I'm, voice, Pastor? Megan? I'm back. Nope. Do you I know who, that, who is that voice? I don't know who is that guy. I don't know. We didn't recognize. Asante him. Sana. Hey, Karibu. I don't, I don't know what that means, but awesome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> exactly. That's what it means. He's really happy to be back, basically. You are very welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm here with... Pastor Megan. I'm Pastor Eric. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. It's We're great to be back. We're uh, hear more uh, stories yeah. of mm-hmm. your adventures. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And the, the flight was okay. It happened. It was uh, like 24 hours of flying. I kept thinking. That's a lot of podcasts. We're still in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I I had a lot of podcasts going. We were still in I the read air. an entire book. It beats the alternative oh. to yeah. not being in the air under yeah. the circumstances. True. That's yeah. right. True. There's something about like having some quiet time mm. in a plane, though. That's yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, it was good. Profound difference to uh, between flying solo and flying, you know, with kids. Yes. So there's a, yeah. On the way peaceful. back, my last stretch, I didn't even have anyone sitting next to me. <gasps> so that was really a treat. Luxury. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. wow. Lap of luxury. You know, somebody chatty next to you and just (laughs) so they could enjoy the ride. (laughs) Doing doing what pastors love more than anything else, which is for someone in close quarters to ask them what their job is. Yes. Hearing confession for (laughs) two hours. (laughs) It always happens though. Why does it always happen? Boy, do we have some good stories for y'all oh, boy. <laughs> on next week's podcast. Hey. But this week, we are very excited because oh, yeah. this Sunday is a big one. Let's this start with the, with the big news. Oh, my goodness. One Easter festival. Yes. Look, folks, this is going to be a party, and you really want to be there. Yes. And here's the deal. Come no matter what. Like, just come. But before you do anything else, just pause the podcast right now mm-hmm. and go to easter.org slash one site easter.org slash one site because there's a little RSVP form there at the top that we would love for you to fill out if you intend to join us really only so that we make sure we have enough food in the food trucks for everyone who's coming. Yes, I, like I sound said of food that. trucks, right? Yes. If it's free, it's for me. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really just want you to be there to celebrate with us and we want to feed you because what's a good Lutheran party without some food? Um, so uh, I've seen the menu of the food trucks. It looks delightful. I know. Ooh. I'm keeping the secret. Guess what? It's oh going to be great. Um, I'm not really going to keep it. It's pretty <laughs> delicious. And um, but we just want need to make sure there's enough for everyone. So make yeah. sure you RSVP for everyone in your family. Uh, regardless of whether or not you RSVP for the food, if you might at least come join us for worship, there's only going to be one service on the Sunday morning of this festival, February 25th, 9.45 only at the lake. We're going to be in the great room at the lake at 9.45. So plan ahead, carpool with your neighbors, cram all the kids <laughs> in the back seat. We will have a shuttle running back and forth from the hill. So like if you want to drop oh, your nice. family, right? If you want to drop your family nice. off, park at the hill and then take the shuttle back. Totally. That's like, very thoughtful. Right? It's a good plan. I, I, I'm I, thumbs up on that one. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a blast. It's going to be so fun to be together. Yes. This is like the one time we're going to do something like this, right? So it's going to be a big so blended service. It. So don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be this big blended service. Everyone's going to be there. Um 
I mean, I'm, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and just if you're like tuning in, you're like, I have no idea what she's even talking about. <laughs> oh, whoops. Easter is in the middle <laughs> of a capital campaign called yes. the One Easter, One Mission campaign. Yes. And we are preparing uh, and acting on a 20-year vision that had been in place for a while here. We're just actualizing it to consolidate to two campuses so we can be more of the hands and feet of Christ here in Egan. And so we're in the middle of that right now. We've been hearing stories weekly in worship. There was a special meeting on February 4th, correct? Yeah, we voted as a congregation really overwhelmingly to continue moving this work forward. Uh, I mean, technically the vote was a really uh, strict constitutional uh, question of expenditures, uh, but the enthusiasm of the congregation was pretty palpable. So uh, knowing that folks are really ready to keep moving forward on this and to be the, the one singularly focused community that we've always known ourselves to be, but has been really hard to leave it to live into. Um, we're just we're just really looking forward to that. We're really excited about that. So this is just another way for us to continue um, to keep that excitement going, to be able to look each other in the face and say, oh, man, I wish we could do this every week, right? Be able to actually see each other mm-hmm. coming and going. Um, you should know that on the 25th will be the first time that you'll really be asked to consider how you will financially participate in this appeal. Um, so start those prayers now. Uh, be thinking about it now. Pray about it now. Have conversations uh, if you share your household finances with someone, uh, if you've got a neighbor or a friend or someone in your study group that you want to talk about it with, you don't have to talk numbers if you don't want to, but to talk about what generosity looks like for you, I, this is the time to start doing that work. Uh, we're just, uh, we all grow, right, by having these conversations, by being able to think about what God has entrusted to us and how we want to use that well. So uh, go ahead and start that and then um, let's get really stoked and worship together and have some food truck mm-hmm. food man it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be like a little mini state fair on a sunday morning in february there it is i'm ready fun yes there it is mm-hmm. there it, that's awesome mm-hmm. and beyond that we're also in the season of lent yep. we had a wonderful ash wednesday experience uh, yeah now we're into the midweek services yeah, and mostly just to know, folks, that uh, because Lent is a very special kind of set-apart season of the church year, there's this invitation to really get invested and engaged when it comes to uh, your prayer life, your worship life, your community life. And so that plays out partly in these midweek Lenten services. So come join us at 630 at the Hill. Uh, we will do hold an evening prayer, which is beautiful. Um, the service is not too terrible long. So if you've got kids to go and, and put to bed at the end, hey, mm-hmm. you should be able to, to join us at 630 mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights. Um, just a really meaningful service to, to share together. Yeah. It's always nice to have that leading up to the Easter celebration, too. Mm-hmm. Just a little extra devotional time for these weeks of Lent. Absolutely. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a really great setup um, as we head into Mark today. Mm. Love Mark. Uh, I, I love this gospel because I think it's just, it gets to the point quickly. You don't have to beat around the bush to understand what Mark is trying to get at. But we're going to be reading out of Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. And we thought maybe we'd hear it first and then we can kind of unpack it a little bit. Yeah, it's not a super long passage. So it's Mm -hmm. a a nice little vignette to kind of sink into. Uh, So starting with verse 13. People were bringing little children to him, that is to say Jesus, to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. 
But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Another thing about kids, man, what's going on there? <laughs> so many things about kids. So many so many things about the Well, so last week it was it was Jesus uh saying that uh, if you don't receive the kingdom of God, um like the oh, how did it go? What was it last mm-hmm. week? It was we were using children kind of as this example as the, of the of those who are lowly, right? Mm-hmm. That you if you're not looking to anyone uh, who you might be inclined to ignore and, and seeing the kingdom of God in them, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. This is a little more a little more targeted at kids. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like it's always so good to pay attention to who are the people that at least in the Bible's eyes are being seen as lowly, right? Because I mean, we get this early, early on in some of the other gospels when they talk about Mary. Because we don't know much about her. We know that she's young. She's a girl. She's pregnant. She doesn't have a partner. She, you know, all of these things. And yet she has a song inside of her Mm -hmm. that turns out to be a transforming kind of experience for her and her sense of identity and faith and some of those kinds of things. And so here's another example is this whole population of children, which Mm -hmm. were not seen as valuable per se. Mm -hmm. And yet you know, people are wrestling with, well, what do we do with these kids? Yeah. You know, because <clears throat> it's kind of funny to look at uh, 13. It just says people were bringing little children to him. Just was just happening. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what do you think was motivating those parents? Mm. There was yeah. something going on. Right. What do you think that was? No, that's a good question. And because to, in order that he might touch them, I assume mm-hmm. that's that they would be blessed. But, yeah, it's interesting that they're seeking Jesus out with their children for a blessing. And it's not even for themselves per se. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like they're taking Jesus seriously. Like last time when he (laughs) lifted up a kid and said, hey, look at this. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. It's like the parents went, oh, wow, the kingdom of God looks like my kids. Perhaps there is worth in them. Quick, go to that guy so he can bless you. It's it's like this is the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Um, I am even more fascinated by the fact that, you know, here these people are bringing children to Jesus and all sorts of people have come to Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. Lepers and people possessed by demons and all sorts of reasons why Jesus wouldn't want to be next to all sorts of these kinds. And they've all come to Jesus and Mm -hmm. that's been fine. But when the kids come with their dirty fingers Mm -hmm. and their snotty (laughs) noses... That's when the disciples are like... Being heard right? and not just mm-hmm. seen. Right? That's when the disciples are like, oh, no, no, no. We couldn't... Right. We draw the line right. here. <laughs> and then I love that it makes it very clear from Jesus that, no, these are not a distraction. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is, in fact, what the kingdom of God looks like, is mm-hmm. these children. So they're not a distraction. They shouldn't be only seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. It's an important reminder for us as church. Absolutely. Well, it does kind of go, I'm still back with Jesus, that he, that their hope is that in order that he might touch them, that Jesus might Mm. touch them, that again, it it just brought me back to that there are whole classes of people that we're not supposed to touch, Mm. right? Or that have something, some sort of thing that goes along with it, that if to touch them is to get whatever they have or to whatever, as opposed to saying that it's actually a healing thing, right? And 
we have to we we've, we've come a long way in our self understanding, but there are still situations where you're like, I don't really want to touch mm-hmm. this person, and sometimes it's maybe sitting on a plane next to a guy flying mm-hmm. to Africa. Or yeah, <laughs> who wants to ask you what your job is? <laughs> there's a there, but there's like a um, and not just the kind of holiness code component, right? Mm-hmm. Like that your unholiness is contagious, but also just there's this sort of intimacy to it, right? Like yeah. if I'm like within arm's reach of you we're literally connected to each other there's we're we're Mm -hmm. seen together right and Mm -hmm. so for jesus to associate with this crowd of kids who probably have like pink eye and stuff (laughs) um (laughs) is is for jesus to be okay with being associated with a mob of kids no social standing no power no cultural worth like he's very happy with that he doesn't care if he catches their pink eye or their Mm -hmm. unholiness this is this is the yes. kingdom of God. This is what it looks like. Yep. Right. I I just I didn't uh, mention this ahead, but it just came to me as you're talking. When I was in Tanzania, we, we went to a Maasai village at one point, and these kids started coming up to me and like leaning in and tapping the top of their head like on my hip or wherever they could reach me, and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. I was like, "This is what what's going on." And it just comes to mind as as we're reading this, and I learned that I was what I was supposed to do, and I saw actually the pastor do this to some kids later on, but it's just touch their head, and it means it's sending them the message: you're you're okay, you're good, mm. you know, oh. yeah. Mm. And so uh, learned an important lesson there, but yeah. it. it it comes to mind as we're hearing this because I was like, what? Why this is my personal space. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know you. But there's that te- that same tenderness, right? The yeah. kids coming up and Jesus say, like, let them come. Like, mm-hmm. let them be here. Um, I mean, culturally, obviously, you hadn't gotten the memo until exactly. a little bit later. But the exactly. it's the same intention, right? Mm-hmm. It's that same vision of we get to be together. Yeah. We get to be even within our you know, children are. Very important, and yeah. it's important that they know that they're okay, that they're that they are good. Yeah. God loves them. Yeah, and how powerful that is because that's not the viewpoint that comes out of the Bible, mm. right? That the the cultural understanding is that kids are not of value, or they're in the mm. way, or they don't have status. And in our society today, we have a very different set of eyes to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with that set of eyes, where we would give lip service there are still opportunities for us to care even more deeply for our kids because we recognize that all children are not treated the same in our society even today. And I think that's a real convicting piece, especially because verse 14 really lifts it up. But when Jesus saw this, and specifically he's talking about the disciples, the church people (laughs) who Mm -hmm. are not actually, they're, they're preventing the children from coming to Jesus. He was indignant. And I have to be honest, I had to look up that word. I didn't really know (laughs) what that word was. I knew it was kind of angry, but the Greek actually is angry. The Greek word is basically angry. And and our English word indignant is a little bit more nuanced because it's angry with a sense of purpose right behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, That the the people who are being, they're not being treated the same. So I appreciate that little that little slight there but he, Jesus is angry at the disciples for the way that they're treating the children uh, and regardless of status and at some level like that still happens today and 
I think what, where it really plays out for me is when we do our baptisms, right? When we yeah. share in the baptisms of, of anybody, whether it's a child or an adult, we make a promise to them, to their family. And we say, we're going to walk with you no matter what, whatever comes along. And we do, right? We get calls for the hospital trips or things that are going on or mental health crises or whatever it is. Like we hear all of these things and are supportive and praying and coming alongside them. But I just want to remind us that when we make those promises, it's all of us making these promises as Easter to yeah. these kids, right? I mean, yeah, 100%. It's part of why, you know, we've got those playgrounds in our worship spaces yeah. and we've got kids, you know, whipping stuffed animals around during the <laughs> hymns. And, yes. and I will be honest, for me, letting them be kids in our worship space, for me, that is a fulfillment of that baptismal promise. We are saying, you belong here. Yes. You are a part of this community. Even if you, you know, aren't in a place where you can necessarily focus on this right now. I stand up in front of the church, friends. I look around. I see your faces. Don't pretend to me that you're paying any better attention than the kids who are dancing over in the corner. It's hard to pay attention. (laughs) That's being human. So I will welcome the kids into our space in a way that is authentically (laughs) kid-like, and that means they're probably going to be squirrely. And honestly, I... I wish I could be a little more squirrely right. sometimes too. Um, but this is what that, that's one part mm-hmm. of many, right, of that baptismal promise of saying, you are part of this community. We commit mm-hmm. ourselves to you. Mm-hmm. You are welcome here. We will we will do what whatever we possibly can to ensure you continue to know that you are a beloved child of God. Exactly. I think, th- and that should be good news to all of us because, you know, these are, Jesus is lifting up children who have no status. They have nothing to show for themselves, which is true even here in our world today. You know, children are dependents and they depend on adults and they don't. And that's good news because they, Jesus says, it's to such as these, the kingdom of God belongs. That means you don't have to have anything to show for yourself. This is a gift. It comes to you in your baptism and it's a promise to you that is for your lifetime, whether you do anything that, you know, earns uh, merit or not. It's, it was never about your actions or your doing. It is a gift just like to a little child. And, uh, they're a good example for us in worship. Um, we can look to the kids and, and know that, uh, God loves us the way that he loves the children. Hmm. Yeah, right. I, it's, this is, you know, we talked a lo- little bit about this in the real podcast, which is the podcast that happens before we hit record. <laughs> but we talked a little bit about how, you know, for us in our Lutheran theology, this is a huge part of why we typically baptize infants, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Is that that literal embodiment mm-hmm. of being unable to choose God on your own, mm-hmm. that you, that we all much less bring yourself. Someone right, has to carry a right? baby up to you the You can't font. even walk. You can't <laughs> say words. You, mm-hmm. I mean, my good, you didn't get dressed that morning. Right. You know, someone pulled it on you. Um, but that, like, is that full embodiment of that. This is how we all come to the font, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care how many words you know. I don't mm-hmm. care how many steps you can take. Um, we all come to the font completely dependent on God's grace, on God doing the work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now please hear me say, friends, that if you got baptized when you were 8 or 18 or 80, yeah. uh, your baptism was just as right. valid. It just means that this is this is why we will baptize as young as the day you were born, because mm-hmm. it is it's a gift. The, the, it is all gift. It is all gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's an important point we should point out, because sometimes people do think that 
Jesus is literally meaning as you have to receive the kingdom as a child. Oh. But n- no, we're, it, it's as a spirit of a child. Right, not, right. It's not saying if you, you didn't receive. You don't have to receive, literally, yeah. If you didn't receive the kingdom of God as a child, it doesn't right. count. Right, yeah, no. It's not. If you come to faith later in your life, your faith is super valid just because you didn't yep. know Jesus when You're you were receiving six. it the same way that you would have as a newborn yes yeah yeah if that's it i honestly until until today i did not realize that people sometimes read that verse that way and it's like oh no 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 it's saying exactly the opposite that no matter where you enter that point is is not a choice of yours it's not something you did because you're so awesome and great although you are friends you are so awesome (laughs) and great but it's not because of you it's because of god is because of what jesus does for us which is exactly what we're getting ready for in this lenten season mm-hmm. right to be able to really hear that easter promise we need 40 plus days of preparation to be really ready to hear that good news and i think that's our hope and prayer is that you would have open ears to be able to hear that that god opens our ears because god gives us that gift of faith And as you make that journey is to realize that whether you feel like you're the little child or you're the disciple, Jesus has a word for you (laughs) and encourages you to just know that there is a place for you in this kingdom. It's big enough for you no matter what's going on in your life. And we're just grateful that you listen today to the Carry On Cast, which is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where we grow in faith and carry Carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great day.